verse number 5. Proverbs chapter 1, verse number 5. So I, I, uh, I have to confess, this is not the first time that I've done this lesson. Uh, I've done this lesson at, a, at one of our teachers' conferences. And um, so, but it was, it was good enough to do it tonight. So if you were at the teacher's conference, you can go ahead and go to Dairy Queen, and uh, we'll meet you there afterwards. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 1, verse number 5. The Bible says here, a wise man will hear and will increase learning and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel a wise man will hear and will increase learning and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counseling so today i want to talk about three qualities of a great learner three qualities of a great learner i'm going to just real quick turn this off here All right. So three qualities of a learner. I love this, the, the first part of this, a wise man will hear and will increase learning. Let's, let's take a look at what the Amplified Version says. It says, the wise also will hear and increase in learning, and the person of understanding, listen to this, will acquire skill and attain to sound counsel so that he may be able to steer his course rightly. Isn't that good? So it says that he will acquire skill and attain to sound counsel. Why is that? So that he can, you know, do things right. Be able to steer in his course rightly. And so I think that the, the, that the most important thing is just to never be satisfied but be ever learning, all right? And I do realize uh, that, you know, uh, that there's different types of people, okay? On the epigram, you, you, take, uh, you take a look and you see that, you know, I think it's the, uh, I can't, I think it's the number five or the number six is, that's basically what they live for. They're continually learning and they're just, they, they, you could be talking to them and they could just spout something off, uh, you know, about something that, you know, that really a person doesn't really need to know, you know. But they know it because they read it, you know, so-and-so. And, so, and, you know, you talk to them just about, you know, anything, and they have knowledge. Matter of fact, they have enough knowledge where they can go into deep detail, you know, uh, uh, about these issues. There are those that really just love to learn anything and everything, but then there are others who just simply want to learn whatever their area that they need to learn in. I think it's important in whatever, you know, wherever you fall in this category, that you just make sure to learn. Amen? To better yourself in the areas that you need to. You know, you may not care to know about, you know, the wells. You may not care to know about weather and the weather patterns and those things. But the things that you need to know about, I think it's important that you learn about those issues. Um, you know, a person who is, uh, you know, on a job in construction, uh, we've got Brother Brandon and, and uh, uh, Brother Billy, 
that started a new construction business, and there's no doubt in my mind that they're learning everything that, you know, it's, it's I mean, new stuff, things that they may have thought that they may have not, uh, you know, was, was something that they thought they were going to go out and do, but, you know, you ended up going over to a job, and, you know, you had to tear the floor out, jack the floor up, you had to, you know, there was problems on what kind of bathtub that you were going to get. You probably know everything there is to know about bathtubs now, you know, because of that, because of that circumstance. There was, that's kind of a funny story in itself there. But, but you know, I mean, it, it, you wasn't planning on it, but, but you, you learned about it, you know. And, and so in those areas, you'll learn about those areas. If you're working on pools, you'll know about pools. It's important for you to work on them. So when we take that same kind of mindset and apply it to our daily lives, we'll find that if we are raising young children, then we need to learn about raising young children, don't we? All right, and once they start growing, then, you know, you, anybody who's, you know, got a teenager knows that you, you don't do the same thing with a teenager that you did with your three-year-old, right? I mean, it's, it, there, there's, there's different needs and different ways, you know, of, of training that teenager than what there is. So what do you do? You read books about raising teenagers. And, and then, you know, it never stops because, you know, your children are your children, and, you know, after they get through the, 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 um, the, the twos and they get up to the teens, then they're going to go to the 20s. And then they're going to need your help and guidance on the 20s. And it never stops. It's always something new. So we're learning continually uh, uh, to be able to help us to make the decisions that we need to in the different seasons and the different demands in those seasons in our lives. So it's important that we, we, we learn how to learn. All right? That's, and if we learn how to learn, then, you know, at that point, we'll have the knowledge that we need to in every area of our life because we will at that point have learned how to. So just because you have a brain doesn't mean you are using it beyond daily function. <laughs> I like that. Isn't that a good quote? All right. God has gifted you with a mind. I don't like to use that word. Let's say this. God has gifted us with a mind, okay? Let us learn to use and develop it, all right? The three qualities of a great learner are these. Number one, so if you've got your pencils or pens or whatever, get ready to write this down. How are we going to learn? What's one of the qualities of a great learner? Ask questions, all right? Ask questions. I like this. Science is simply the art of asking lots of questions and searching for the answers. He who asks a question is a fool for a minute. Yes, there is a spelling error there that I just seen. He who does not remains a fool forever. So Chinese proverb. Isn't that good? You can go ahead and correct that spelling error there. I told Brother Gaither it was going to be at least one in there. He who asks questions is a fool for a minute. Yeah, you may have to take the low road of humility of not knowing something. You know? And that's okay. I've had conversations with different leaders uh, in our church and different ones who have called me, and, and uh, I've told them, you know, hey, you know, the beauty of it is is you don't have to know it all. If you don't know, then please, please don't act like you do. All right? Just simply say some very, very powerful words 
Can I get back with you on that? And then you can go Google it. <laughs> now, what are you saying? I'm telling you, it, it's okay not to know everything. And if we don't know everything, then how do we get to know? We ask the questions so that we can know, all right? So, uh, you know, teenagers, they say, you know, you know it all. You know, I, I, I know we don't have any teenagers like that in here, right? Right? No, we don't. Matter of fact, we don't know it all. We're always learning from the youngest to the eldest here. We're always learning. Uh, and I think, I think it's, it's so important. I've been doing some studies on tracks here lately and, uh, uh, you know, handing tracks out. And, and so just how effective are they and, and, you know, all those types of things. And we have 1,800 tracks uh, that we have out here now. And I'm so excited about that. And I was thinking, man, was that a good investment? How, what kind of lies that? And then Sister White sent a tract with me uh, here the other day, which is basically the importance of tracks. It's a tract written about the importance of tracks. And uh, I read through that thing, and man, the testimonies at the end of that, Sister White, are just awesome. Just so good. And so, you know, I, I, I thought, man, that, that's, that's, you know, that's, it, it's, it's what a great opportunity that we have, you know, f- for that. Getting the right ones and all those types of things. You know, I was, in, I was inquiring, and I found out, you know what, this is a great investment. So, knowledge is having the right answer. Listen to this. Intelligence is asking the right questions. Amen? What questions are you asking? One man said, when you are around people who know more than you, do you have any kids in here? We don't, right? Jared, he's not a kid. He's a He's a man. He hiked the Grand Canyon from the north rim to the south rim. He's a man. All right? So I'm going to say this because ain't nobody else in here. But when you are around people who know more than you, ask them a lot of questions. Then shut up and listen. It's okay for me to say that without the kids in here, right? Ask a lot of questions. Then shut up and listen. And so I think that that's, that that's very important. We need to ask questions, but then that brings us into our second point, which is be teachable. Be teachable. It's one thing to ask questions. Anybody ever ask you a question and then you say, give them the answer, and then they argue with you about the answer? Doesn't that just aggravate the fuck? I'm telling you. Then you just want to look at them and say, why in the world did you ask me anyway? You know what I mean? So what we do when we ask questions, we get the answer and we, we apply that. All right, we're teachable. 1 Peter 5, 5 says, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you, be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Listen to this. Are you ready for this? It's in your papers, the amplified version of this, of this verse. 1 Peter 5.5. 5. This is awesome. Likewise, you who are younger and of lesser rank, be subject to the elders, the ministers, and spiritual guides of the church, 
giving them due respect and yielding to their counsel. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility as the garb of a servant, so that its covering cannot possibly be stripped from you with freedom and pride and arrogance says toward one another so it says to clothe yourselves with all humility toward one another for God sets himself against the proud listen to this how does he do that the insolent the overbearing the disdainful the presumptuous the boastful and he opposes frustrates and defeats them but listen to this but gives grace which is favor and blessing to the humble isn't that awesome so it's important that we are humble and we don't you know we're not to a point to where we know what needs to be known and and you know when we walk into a room we're going to be doing the teaching and we're going to be you know how many principles that I've learned by watching a preschool class or a kindergarten class you know how many sermons that I've got from from you know watching these kids play out here you know how many times that they have actually been the teachers and I have been the learner or been the student probably about the same amount of times that your kids have done that to you and to grab a hold of those things and to allow for people to, to pour into you and for circumstances and for even nature, whatever you can learn to grab a hold of and then to apply it to your lives. Man, it's so important for us to walk around with two ears and one mouth. Amen? Proverbs tells us that. I think it's important that we walk around with two ears and one mouth. That means that we're listening twice as much as we talk. Right? We're listening twice as much as we talk. So, here the other day I was reading through uh, Proverbs chapter 10. And I'll read the, the full thing that I, that I wrote here, but it's, Proverbs 10, the last verse, brings out a truth that is overlooked, I feel, most of the time. The lips or words of the righteous know what is acceptable. That's what the Bible tells us. All right, a wise person knows what not to say just as much as what to say. We have to guard our words so that they are not harmful to those that we are throwing them to. Let our words be, as the Bible tells us, edifying All right, to the members or potential members of the body of Christ. If you don't have anything good to say, how many times have we heard that? Don't say it at all. So this is talking about our mouth, what we're saying, right? The second truth of this chapter The verse, oh, chapter 10, that's where I went wrong. Verse number 19, this is Proverbs 10, 19. Listen to this. In a multitude of words, 
There wanteth not sin, but he that refraineth his lips is wise. Man, how important is it for us to walk around with two ears and one mouth, listening more than we talk, learning, two eyes that can learn. Those are things that come in. All right? The voice is something that's going out. You know, there's very few times that I have ever taught myself something by something that I said. <laughs> it has happened before. All right? But very few times that I've ever taught myself. There's sometimes I've taught myself what not to do whenever I've said it. You know what, Jared? Probably don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> But, you know, we're listening twice in what we're speaking. Why? Because we want to learn. We want to be a learner. All right. Get rid of some of these books up here. So Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 8, 18 says, Poverty and shame shall be to him that refuseth instruction. But he that regardeth proof shall be honored. Isn't that good? I love Proverbs. So be teachable, all right? Be teachable. Someone once said, it's what you learn after you know it all that counts. If you have an unteachable spirit, you will limit your potential. Isn't that good? You'll limit your potential if you have an unteachable spirit. The difference between the rock and a lump of clay, you know, the rock, it, it is what it is. It's going to take a lot of work to make that thing into a vessel that can be used, right? But a lump of clay can be molded. So be teachable. I'm always reminded whenever I talk about teachability, I'm always reminded of the disciples who were chosen, in my opinion, one of the main reasons, because they were teachable. Amen? Nobody knows it all but God, and the last time I checked, I'm not Him. So I can always learn. So, number one, ask questions. Number two, be teachable. And number three, and the third, and, and to me this is pretty important to being a good learner. Have passion. Have passion. Great learners have a passion to grow. Matthew chapter 6, verse 21 says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Galatians 6, 7 says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. One thing that I've learned is that you're going, there's going to be information coming in. Right? Right? I mean, ain't nobody that just finds somewhere, even if you go outside and you're trying to say, you know what, I don't want to learn anything. I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to see anything. I don't want to, there's always information coming. You go outside and sit down. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to think about the sounds you're hearing, right? Think about the darkness that you're seeing. There's always information coming in. So my point is this. Whatever you're passionate about is usually the information that's coming in. I can, I can guarantee you right now that I could mention something about politics. And there would be a select group 
one of them being Logan Davis, that could pop off everything that's going on right now. Why? You received that information. Why did you do that? Because you were passionate about it. Right? I could go to another group or maybe some in the same group, and I could ask you about basketball, the NBA right now. And you could tell me all of the, the duos right now in basketball and who's, you know, who's who on the, on the duos right now that are, you know, that are battling back and forth. Who's going who's gonna to take it all? You, you could just, man, you could pop it off. College football, you could pop it off. Whatever you girls like, you could pop it off. <laughs> Crafts or, or shopping or, you know, the, the new brand or whatever. Yeah, you could, man, you could make it happen, right? And the reason why is because you're passionate about it, right? You're passionate about it. Think about it. Sister Jan has a room that is a sewing room, right? I, I mean, I don't, it, I'm not passionate about it. You have five what? Five sewing machines. <laughs> now, that's passion right there, man. That's passion. So what are you passionate? I guarantee you, whatever you're passionate about, you're learning about. So really, it's, it, it's you know, we, we have to, that's the reason why the Bible tells, tells us to set our affections on things above. The scripture that I started off with on having passion was where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And I've told quite a few of you this, but I want to remind you that it's not your, it's not your treasure follows your heart. Wait, did I say that right? Yeah, I did say that right. But it's your heart follows your treasure. Okay? We've, I've heard people say that wrong. Right? They say, well, you know, Put your heart into it and put your money into it and your treasure will be there. Even talking about, you know, like up in heaven or something. But the Bible, the, what the principle is here is that whatever you invest in, you will love. And I'll explain it to you like this. I could care less about Walmart stocks. I couldn't tell you one thing about it, all right? But let me invest in it this week and come back next week. I'll tell you everything there is to know about it. Right? Why? Because we invested in it. So I want to encourage you guys. If you say, well, I don't really have a passion for missions, invest in it. And I promise you, you really don't have a passion for kids' ministry, invest in it. And you'll be passionate about it. What, what, where is your, what are you passionate about? I guarantee you what you're passionate about is whatever you're investing in. Whatever you're investing your time, whatever you're investing your resources, whatever you're investing your money, whatever you're investing in, that's what has your heart. Hallelujah. So, have passion. Invest. I love the, the law uh, or the laws of reaping and sowing. If you want to bring that up, sister. You reap, and I think this is, this is on your fill-in-the-blank here. You reap what you sow. All right, we all know that one, right? That's, you know, Galatians there tells us, you reap what you sow, all right? So, you know, in other words, if you plant an orange, do you plant oranges? Is that what you do? Orange seeds, trees, 
you plant an, an orange seed, it's going to grow into an orange tree, and you're going to have apples, right? Because that's what always happens whenever you plant an orange seed, right? Or, or grape, you know, you, you plant the grape, and the vines come out and all of that, and, and man, what beautiful strawberries. No, it's not. Why? Because you reap what you sow. But I want to take it a little bit further than that. Not only do you reap what you sow, but number two here is you reap where you sow. You reap where you sow. So how does this apply to what we're talking about here? If, you, if you're passionate and you're learning, you know, uh, it's all focused on, you know, sports or it's focused on, you'll be very knowledgeable about that, and, and, you, and you will, and you'll be able to talk about that for years. But if you're not investing and planting seeds and spending time in the area of raising children, then you're not going to be a good parent. I'm sorry, but you're just not, you're not spending the time. If you're not investing in your spiritual life, you're not going to be a good, a, a good Christian. All right? Why? Because you reap where you sow. So whatever area that you're putting your time and your effort into, whatever area that you have chosen that you are going to be passionate about, that is where you're going to produce. Right? So I think it's important for us to choose. As a matter of fact, we at the end of this, we're gonna we're gonna you know get some areas where we can learn about these things. But I think it's important for us to realize that we've got to start making our deposits in the right bank account if we're gonna see it grow. All right, so you reap what you sow, you reap where you sow. Number three, you reap in a different season than you sow. I know it's a little bit long there. I didn't if I would have only put one word, you would have been able to guess it, so I didn't want to do that. You reap in a different season than you sow. So just because you're not seeing, you know, your kids with their hands folded on the front bench, listening intently to the, to the preaching and the teaching, and just because they don't put their elbows, you know, they keep their elbows off the table when they're around the... Anybody else... Sometimes, at some point in your life, hate going out to eat with your children. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you're just like, I heard one comedian said, he said, he said, man, I've got a beautiful wife, i got two great children, and then i got that other one. <laughs> oh, I'll let Kelsey figure out which one that is, you know what I mean? But you reap in a different season than you sow. So what are you saying, Brother Jared? I'm telling you that, Continue to invest, continue to be passionate, continue to, to do what you need to do in that area, and eventually, you know as well as I do, if you start investing your finances into whatever kind of investment that you want, you go down to Edward Jones or wherever and you say, hey, I'm going to start making investments, you start that investment and you retire the next day, right? No, it's got to build up, right? You make deposits continually. And it builds. And then you're actually at the end of, you know, at the end of the, the uh, uh, sunset season of your life, you're able to just kind of kick back, you know, because I've made that investment and I've, see what I'm saying? And just specifically in an area where you see this is, is really in, in, in raising kids. And I know that 
every child's going to make his own decision. I know that. Okay? So ultimately, we can give them everything that they need, but God has to start the fire, and they have to allow that to happen. But ideally, what you find the Bible talking about when training up a child in the way they should go when they're old, they won't depart from it, is you see the principle of doing the work on the front end so we're not raising our kids, or I'm sorry, so we're not raising our grandchildren on the back end. Does that make sense? So what does that mean? That means, that means invest, invest, invest. And then at the end of it, you're able to set back, and instead of raising them, then you're able to enjoy them. See what I'm saying? All right, so that's, that's the kind of principle that I'm talking about. And then the last point on the laws of reaping and sowing is you reap more than you sow. That's a beautiful thing there. You reap more than you sow. Uh, my grandpa said it like this. He said, you know, you, you are, are dipping out of you and adding to God, and God is dipping from him and adding to you. But what you find is that you've got a teaspoon and he's got a snow shovel. <laughs> and it doesn't come always in finance. Matter of fact, most of us in here would probably say, I would rather see it in my kids. I'd rather see it in my spiritual life. I'd rather see it in other areas but finance. I'll live this 70, 80, 90 years and, and, and do good and make by so that I can live better in heaven and take my family with me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So that's the laws of reaping and sowing. And I, I'm, I'm just about done. I don't want to read you something whenever we're talking about being passionate. Um, the third part of learning here. John Maxwell tells a story here. Passion increases your willpower. It is said that a dispassionate young man approached the Greek philosopher Socrates. Casually asked, O Socrates, I come to you for knowledge. The philosopher took the young man down to the sea, waited him in, or waited in with him, and then dunked him under the water for 30 seconds. When he let the young man up for air, the philosopher asked him to repeat what he wanted. Knowledge, O great one, he sputtered. Socrates put him under the water again, only that time a little longer. After he repeated uh, dunkings and responses, the great philosopher asked, What do you want? The young man finally gasping said, Air! I want air! Good! answered Socrates. Now when you want knowledge as much as you want air, you shall have it. Hallelujah. There's no substitution for passion. I've learned that if a person really wants to be good at something, they can do it if they got enough passion for it. Hallelujah. All right, so just to go over this again, the three qualities of a great learner is someone who will ask questions, be teachable, and have passion. Now, what I want to do here just at the end of this 
and uh, we got about ten minutes here. But I want to I want to uh, uh, just kind of throw out there for just a few minutes some people some ways that you're learning. All right. So I want to know how you're learning. You say, well, about parenting or about my spiritual life. What are some ways that we are learning? All right, and I'll tell you one of the ways that I, that, you know, that I absolutely love uh, to learn because you know, I do my reading and things, but one way that has really helped because of the busy life that I live is podcasts. I love podcasts. I've got, I'm hooked up to, you know, I don't know how many of them. And so I try to listen to about one a day if I can, and sometimes a little bit more than that, and uh, if I've got enough time. And they are, they're so good on, you know, majority of these issues that we're talking about. And the great thing about them is that you can, you don't have to be just sitting there watching or, or, or sitting down there reading or whatever, but you can go about your day. You know, you can do what you, what you need to do. How, how many in here uh, listen to podcasts? Oh, nice. Nice. Oh, wow, nice. 